Howdy y'all, you're listening to Sierra Unraveled. Excuse me while I embrace my inner Hoosier. I'm not from the cornfields, but I do have a little bit of country girl in me for sure. How annoyed would you be if I talked like that the whole episode knowing damn well I don't have an accent? Anyways, welcome back. I was going to wait to discuss this topic about money until I reached my 800 credit score so I could like really feel like a boss ass beach, beach. <laughs> but I think this is like one of the biggest aspects of making that decision to be single or not when you have children, especially if you're in the process of healing from a toxic relationship like I am. It would be much easier if I had someone to help pay the bills, but I'm not willing to sacrifice my sanity, my energy, and to someone who's not serious and has potential ill intent. See you, big fella. I'll just figure it all out on my own. Plus, I really hate asking people for things. So, like, how have I not lost my house and my mortgage payment just went up like another 60 to $90? I don't even remember. I just know it went up. How did I leave my house vacant for nearly six months while I physically removed myself from the state so I could leave, get out of my relationship? How have I not been behind on a payment in seven years despite having to max out my credit cards here and there to pay off like random emergency expenses? How did I manage to keep my car from getting repoed? Do people even use that word anymore? Do you guys, do you know what that means? I think so, anyways. I managed to stay afloat because I made sacrifices and I will continue to make sacrifices. My money was not coming from my daughter's father, who to this day, since we split, has literally given me $40. Like, that's my gas for the month because I go like nowhere and drive a diesel. I also do not come from money. My dad is MIA and my family is not wealthy or well off by any means. They help me out here and there with some expenses, but overall we're kind of just like basic. So how did I do it? Well, I had some money saved up for starters. It's a lot easier to keep money than to earn extra, so I put it away as soon as I get it, pretty much. The whole time that my ex and I were together, we pretty much went halves on all of our bills when I was working full-time. Then, after I had our daughter, I had some money set aside to help continue paying those bills, so he wasn't just kind of like taking care of all of them by himself. He'll probably argue this to the grave, but I promise you there were only two actual months where I had no contribution to our bills whatsoever, which I thought was pretty decent because I was the one that made this whole house situation happen in the first place. On the flip side, he definitely supported us um, when we were saving up for the house by like covering my bare necessity expenses while we lived in that awful trap house. <laughs> uh, good times, but still, I think it was all pretty fair when said and done. So when I decided to move back in with my mom, with my daughter, I was like, what the fuck am I supposed to do now? The obvious answer was to go back to work. I was applying for jobs like crazy, everything from working at Indiana State Dunes Park, because that's like right up my alley, you know, with my degree, um, to waitressing slash bartending at steakhouses, because that's where like all the money is, right? Then I hit my first snafu. My childhood babysitter, as much as I love her dearly and easily one of the only people I trust with my daughter, she was already watching more than five other kids. I don't know how she does it, but she deserves an award, seriously. But I also couldn't just add one more kid to the mix. So back to square one because I have bills to pay and I really didn't want to pay for childcare or like I already said, trust anyone else with my daughter who was like six months at the time, and I was still nursing full-time. I had to start thinking outside of the box. I reached out to my awesome realtor. If you're looking for a house in Washtenaw County, let me know so I can plug you. We decided that because my house was so recently purchased, it would be stupid to try and sell. The better option would be to try and rent it out, which also meant that the house 
would have to undergo a series of inspections, registration fees, and paperwork to even begin the process, all while I was living in another state. I was so stressed out. The day that I found out that I was officially a landlord, I was like, hallelujah, hallelujah. I was literally going crazy. I was like running around the house. I was screaming. I called my mom at work. I was like, I can't believe this. Finally, it took a few months, but finally we got it all said and done and I was super happy for it. So the next step was to launch my Zumbini classes and or start um, nannying part-time so I could make a little extra income until I had my first tenant move in. Well, that ended up taking way longer than we had planned because, you know, it was the dead of, of winter in Michigan, yet I was determined. In the meantime, I took a job working part-time at a small little Mexican joint, even though I speak, like, the most bare minimum of Spanish, like, I know my last name's Ortiz, but I don't, I speak a little bit, but not, not like they speak Spanish, okay? Everyone in there was fluent but me, and I was so nervous. Then when I got there, I just do what I always do at a job. I bust my ass and make everyone laugh and smile, and then I just keep it moving. At the same time, I was applying for jobs online where I landed a recruiting position for a surrogacy company out in California. I nailed that resume and cover letter. I was so dang proud of myself. I was like, if they don't hire me, something's wrong with them. So all that was going on and the baby was able to stay at home with my mom in the evenings when she got home from work. It was a rough time for all of us, but we worked together and leaned heavily on each other. And that's how life should be, whether it's friends or family. I remember... One time, like sitting in my car, pumping in the dead of winter, in the middle of dinner rush, just so that a baby would have a bottle for the next day when I went to work again, and then I'd go home, and then I'd pump again, and then I'd nurse her. These are just sacrifices I had to make. I didn't see any friends during those six months. Everyone I knew didn't even really know that I moved back to the region because I was trying to get out of that situation that we were in. Again, sacrifices. I didn't shop or go out to eat unless someone else volunteered and or begged me to go because I always feel bad when other people pay for my meals. I just hate that. Then I used to also drive to the border of Michigan and Indiana once a month to stock up on food via my WIC program just so I could contribute to household groceries. Technically, I was still a resident in Michigan, just like on an extended vacation at my mom's under rare circumstances. So don't you try to say that what I was doing was illegal because we were surviving, okay? Then the bomb went off when I got the news that I would have to move the baby and I back to Michigan. So upon moving back to Michigan, I sat in my now furnitureless house because I gave and sold everything away so I wouldn't have to lug it all back and forth. I had no internet for like a month, I think. I used up all of my data on my phone applying for nanny jobs where I could bring my daughter with me. After a failed interview where my daughter threw up on the floor of this half a million dollar home <laughs> while the other two kids that I was potentially going to nanny just sat and watched, that was all bad. He tried, he was so nice about it too. He was a single dad. He was kind of just like, it's fine, it's fine. And I'm like, in my head, no, it's not fine. I'm not going to get this job. And it was like a perfect job. For me and the baby, they're all about the same age. And I was like, I could totally do this until my daughter threw up on the floor. <laughs> anyway, so after that, I ended up meeting another single mama who was busting her booty to make ends meet. And I just wanted to help her in any way, shape, or form. If you don't know, I'm totally a sucker for moms and single moms at that. I don't care what anyone says. We grind harder than anyone I have ever met unless you're just not an active parent. I take my mommy job very seriously, so don't play with me or my money ever, because it's not cool. <laughs> 
So I started tutoring um, part-time and looking for a roommate so that way I could like rent out the other half of my house. Again, another sacrifice I had to make. I didn't want to share my house or have a stranger move in with us, but you got to do what you got to do. Then COVID hits. I resign from my recruiting position because it wasn't bringing in any income like it was supposed to. I know you probably already forgot that I was doing that as well. I was putting like time and effort and money into something that wasn't bringing me anything in return, so I left. I'm making like next to nothing tutoring and not even close to what my bills cost me every month. And then a miracle comes, unemployment. I filed and got approved. However, I kept tutoring part-time. Then the hours started to dwindle because everything was getting shut down and people were working less. So again, back to the drawing board. I'm filling out job applications again, but this time looking for jobs where I can work from home. And now here we are, I'm working full-time for the first time in a long time. It's been two months and I hate it already. (laughs) This time it's the hours Um, The ill moral work practices that I have to abide by, which I hate. Sacrificing time to be with my babe. Missing out on precious sleep to handle household chores and constantly running on the go. I've stretched myself so thin this time and I'm absolutely exhausted. So back to the drawing board again. And guess what? The only three things that have been consistent this year have been my grind, my optimism, and my perseverance. Yes, I've had money coming in for most of the year in some way, shape, or form, but I'm still not happy. So I just keep going until I find what is going to make me happy and keep us stable. Throughout that whole time of job shifting, moving, and life navigating, this is what I was doing to stay ahead. Every month I calculate my expenses. I write down my main bills. I write down my projected income. Listen, I always lowball this number so I can plan for the worst. Don't fudge the expense number either. Check your bank statements if you're unsure. Um, from the previous month. You really need to know how much you're going to need in order to stay up. I also use um, the Every Dollar app. It's simple and convenient and free. Um, My brain also really likes Excel spreadsheets, something about hitting tab to enter a new cell. (laughs) Next, I check to see where I can save money. I check my policies for new quotes, save money by not going places, which means less gas. I meal swap with neighbors. This saves me a lot. I thrift when I need an outfit or I go to friends' houses and rummage their closets. I don't care. Some of you are probably like, that's ridiculous, but okay, girl, what's your bank account looking like? Where are your savings at? How many disputes do you have on your credit report? Have you ever even checked your credit report? How many late fees have you had in the last 12 months? Don't judge me. Judge yourself. I'm not out here flexing. I wish I was, but I don't have time. My daughter's future is way more important than that. So how else do I save? I only have internet, no cable. I definitely use someone else's Netflix and Hulu accounts because only my daughter watches her little shows and I'm over here doing like research about investing and multiple streams of income and all that jazz and looking at my bank account statements, trying to find hidden transactions or things that I paid for, overpaid for that I don't actually need. It's a lot of work, but I promise it's so worth it. Kids are very expensive and their needs are always changing as they grow. My last and most savings probably incur from like buying diapers at Costco with my ex's membership because that's legit all I need it for. He's nice enough to share it with me, thankfully. Um, If you don't want to pay the annual fee at Costco, you can just like calculate the total cost of different diaper brands um, by the quantity of diapers that you receive from like multiple retailers before buying. I also use cloth diapers for the first few months to save money. Then as we transition to potty training, I will be using reusable diapers again, which I found on Amazon. 
Um, I love Facebook Marketplace too because it's safer than most sites for used baby goods. I get a lot of her toys from friends and family, um, neighbors. I'm also not ashamed. I will definitely pull something off the curb if I see it going in the trash. One, I'm saving it from the landfill. Two, I'm not spending any money. Three, my daughter's gonna use it for legit like six months and then throw it out. So just swipe it, clean it off, throw it in the backyard. She's good to go. <laughs> I also, um, at my baby shower, I asked people to only buy used clothing or donate hand-me-downs um, from their other children. Um, that way later they could like support her financially like through savings bonds or things like that. But literally I didn't have to purchase any clothes for my daughter the first year except her winter coat, which I bought a size and a half up so that she can wear it again this year. Needs over wants, darling. It literally determines how much you could be putting in a college fund every year. Why would you ever be embarrassed about that? Lastly, I mentioned in some other episodes, I don't live like anyone else. And here's what I mean. I haven't gone on vacation in over two years. And this is really weird that I'm saying this because at this time that I'm posting this, I am just getting back from vacation. So I'm treating myself for two years of not going on vacation. I'm finally taking myself on vacation, but it's been two years. And visiting my parents does not count. I go out to eat for lunch, um, usually not for dinner because it's usually less expensive. Also, I almost always order water. I know it's like $2 for a pot, but if you order an alcoholic beverage or something fancy, it ends up like doubling your bill. If you go out to eat once a week that for a year, that's $520. Everything adds up. And really, it's all the little things that are potentially studying your growth. Next, my car is 10 years old. Every time I take it to the dealership, I always want a new one like so bad. And my credit says yes, give her that car, but I don't need it. I've had to talk myself out of this four times already this year because it's just not practical. My car is fine, it's reliable, it's safe, it's great on gas, and it has relatively a lot of life left still. Next, I don't leave the lights on in rooms when I leave them. It's 2020, I don't know how people still don't do this. The planet is freaking burning because of you. I keep my heat on 65 when the baby is not home and 68 when she is. If it's 60 degrees outside, my heat is off. I usually run errands all at once so I'm not wasting gas. I grew my own food this summer to cut grocery costs. I eat leftovers and make up a lot of meals that I will likely never, ever, ever make again because they were good. They were edible. They were, they, I mean, I'm not a bad cook, so they were good. They just weren't great. I won't probably ever crave them again. <laughs> but also, a few months ago, I don't know if you follow me on Instagram, but if you do or if you've been keeping up with me, um, I cut up my credit cards, all of them all of my two credit cards. <laughs> of course, after I put some money aside in savings in case of emergencies. One was my Victoria's Secret credit card with a crazy limit on it. And my second was my very first credit card that I ever opened my senior year of college. I'm glad that I waited because I was not very responsible before that. My first line of credit was obviously from my student loans when I went to college. But when I opened my first card, my credit score was around a 630. I used it for gas only and paid it off every single month. Then I had to do a cash advance because I was paying for two apartments at the time, which messed me all up. And I was working like three jobs at the time and it was just crazy. Um, I wasn't really budgeting then either. So that also was why I messed up. Every time I spent more than I made, I wouldn't use the card again until it was all the way paid off. 
and paying it off every single month is definitely crucial to build your score and also not being late on payments. A lot of people don't know this, but if you happen to be late just one time, you can call the company and they will waive the late fee for you. You just have to call and ask and then don't take advantage. (laughs) Side note, I am just one person and I might have already been ahead because I didn't ever open a crap ton of credit cards to like fund my lifestyle and some of you probably use your credit cards for most of your purchases and that shit scares me you don't actually have that money that you're spending and likely will owe people money your whole life because interest rates are specifically designed for that purpose and if that's how you want to live your life i hope you're at least having fun today i have no credit card debt None, zero, zilch, and I'm never going back, okay? (laughs) I'm done. Um, I'm currently hovering just below that ideal credit score number, but like Mr. Ramsey says, your credit score is actually an I love debt number, so stop using them if you can't use them responsibly. I feel like I'm talking about a drink. Like when you drink, you know, drink responsibly, use your credit card responsibly. But anyways, my score wasn't always that high or this high that it's at now. I worked really hard and seven years later, I'm in the process of obliterating all of my debt. Although I didn't have much to begin with. All of these uh, money saving hacks also naturally feed my soul. My entire heart is like dedicated to make a difference in this world towards other people and saving this planet. And in college, you know, I studied human interactions and how they affect the planet, i.e. environmental science. I just didn't feel like saying it. Um, Our daily activities substantially cause problems to this beautiful thing that actually gives us life, the air that we breathe, the sun to heal, and food to eat, um, you know, but we just don't take care of it. So if I can kill two birds with one stone, you better believe I'm going to. Sacrifices. Mm Mm-hmm. Being a single parent is really hard financially. It takes a lot of discipline. Some of you may get luckier than I and win the lottery or have a perfect God-loving man fall from the sky to sweep you off your feet and provide for you and your family. Bless you. And I hope that we all one day get that beautiful fairy tale ending. But in the meantime, it's grind time. Survival instincts active. (laughs) Your family only has one of you. So how about we start acting like it? I'll talk to you next week about how I've had more jobs than the amount of years I've been on this planet. (laughs) That's gonna be fun. I need to start planning for that because I don't wanna forget any and I've had a lot. But every single one of them has taught me something and I'm truly not embarrassed about it anymore because I think that it's helped me develop so many skills that I normally never would have acquired if I would have stayed in one position my entire life. And I feel really bad for people that work like 60 million hours a week and have no time for themselves and literally are not they're just not happy like it's not fun you're not living life so no all right that's what we're going to get into lastly stop letting them unravel you because only you can unravel yourself